0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. the Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game!
1: Fly me to the moon, let me play
0: among the stars. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead. and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The fly guy, fiend, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? See, Nick, this is why I love you. You tied in the fly
1: to our intro today. <laughs> the legendary fly. I just seen on Twitter that the fly from the President vice presidential debate has a Twitter account and already has like 3,000 followers followers so of course uh, shout out shout out to the fly
0: shout out to the fly the only one that won I think (laughs) overall yes it's the winner of both (laughs) debates the only one that won yeah there's like a dozen fly accounts now but anyway on today's show we are going to get into a what if it's not a Wednesday we're actually recording this on a Wednesday but it's not a Wednesday for you guys We're doing a what if Chris Paul is traded to the Mavericks this offseason. So we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. We don't usually do what ifs in the future, but this one we're doing in the future. So we're doing what if Chris Paul was traded to the Mavericks, go through all the scenarios and all the things that would be positive, negative. doesn't necessarily mean that we're for this trade. I don't even think I don't think we are, but we'll uh, we'll get into it. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And before we get into our what if, we've been doing five-star Apple Podcast review questions. This is a pretty good one. This is from John Cam Cunningham. Uh, He says, he says, glowing things about the podcast, we really appreciate. He says, question. Oh, thanks, John. Why doesn't HBO have an NBA version of Hard Knocks? Would you watch Ooh. it and what team besides the Mavs would you want to be featured? I think that was a great question, which I always want to do, you know, more deep dive, like documentary style. Like, I mean, the last dance went over so well. Last dance was it was incredible. So yeah. why would they not do that? And obviously I would watch it. I would watch it. I would watch the mess out of that <laughs> for sure. But which team I think was a harder question. I started to think about, you know, I'm I think you know go the Clippers. I was gonna say if Doc Rivers is still there, I think I would go Clippers, but it depends. I mean, I, it's they're still probably the most interesting. Um, other than that, Sixers with Doc, I think, and Joel and 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 you know Ben Simmons, I think I would want to see how they interact outside of just you know on the court stuff. So I think Sixers is probably my my real answer.
1: Yeah, outside of the Mavs, I mean the Mavs. I think a lot of people would pick the Mavs outside of our biased opinion because we talk about them every single day. Uh, just because there's so much, there's so much fun. We have seen the, you know, how much attention they got in the bubble and all the videos that were posted, and how much how much fans of other franchises were flocking to the Mavericks content. If we want to say that, but they love I think that I bubble
0: life.
1: The bubble life. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I would go with the Clippers because it's the drama. It's all the in behind the scenes stuff. Out that would be fun to see all the players kind of just rolling their eyes at Paul George. That would be kind of funny to see uh, on camera. Uh, The Rockets. I I mean, I I assume that would be fun. I mean, just that would be interesting one. The Rockets would be fun. It'd have to be a team that at least wins some uh, because, you know, if it's a, a team that loses all the time, like the Hawks, you know, that would, it wouldn't be as fun to just see about a losing locker room and losing franchise all the time. So, I would enjoy a winning team. Yeah, I'll say the Clippers, though.
0: Yeah, not that we're piling on or anything <laughs> to the Hawks. By the way, you bring up the Clippers. You bring up the Clippers reminds me of an an article from the Athletic I read today. I think it's Johan Buha uh, who did an incredible investigative, you know, report on basically the state of the uh, the Clippers. And this is a quote in there that I found very interesting, and it's definitely Mavs related. So I'm going to read it to you. For as disastrous as the Nuggets series was, the Clippers viewed their first-round Mavericks series being pushed to six games with Kristaps Porzingis out for half the series and Luka Doncic on one good ankle for half the series as nearly as embarrassing of an outcome as losing in the second round to the Nuggets. So, for the Mavericks, pushing the Clippers, Uh I thought that that was great. And then coming back from two embarrassing outcomes, they thought that the Mavericks one was more embarrassing. So, man watching the Clippers kind of recover from all that is that would be interesting.
1: I think the key part of that was it's, I don't think it's because I first saw the quote and I'm like, all right, are they taking a, sh- a low key shot at Dallas? Because it's like, Oh, that was just embarrassing that team. But I think the key part of that was because of the injuries and, bec- you know, because of Porzingis getting ejected and then, you know, the knee injury and missing a couple of games and, you know, Luca turning the ankle and all that. because all of that stuff happened against Dallas's favor, and they still pushed it to six games, I mean, you you can't help to ask. I mean, Mavs fans are asking, but I feel like a lot of other fans have asked too, like, if Dallas was completely healthy, what happens in that first-round series against the Clippers, and how much does things change in the rest of the playoffs?
0: It's the same thing as the, the finals, right? Like, let's say that the, the Heat had won game four, right? That would have been an, almost the exact kind of scenario where this team, this Lakers team, should have won, and then you get to, uh, you know, the finals, and they <laughs> they would have... They would have lost and been tied 2 2 with all these injuries the Heat are dealing with. So, all right, there you go. That's our answer to our five star Apple Podcast review question. Let's get to our what if. Let's get to our what if. They are, uh, Chris Paul has been kind of a polarizing figure, very polarizing for many, many reasons. But Chris Paul seems to be available. The Thunder seem like they want to, you know, make some kind of a move. They, you know, parted ways with Billy Donovan because they seem to want to do some kind of rebuild. It doesn't seem like he's in on the rebuild. And so they so part of ways. So he went to Chicago, the winning franchise that they, he decided to go to. Uh, but Chris Paul, what would he bring to the Mavericks? Let's start there, and this will probably take us, you know, a little bit of time to go through. But what would Chris Paul bring as an actual player? Let's say the deal is done, all that stuff. What does Chris Paul bring to the Mavericks? And what if Chris Paul was traded to the Mavericks?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we bring up Chris Paul, one, because, People, We like to talk about players that people like to talk about getting traded to Dallas. And Chris Paul, for everything that we have mentioned of what this Mavericks team needs going forward, if we're just going to separate this into pros and cons, Nick already said at the beginning of this that we're both against trading for Chris Paul right now, and we'll talk about that at, towards the end, the, the cons of that. But if we just focus on the pros, if Dallas traded for Chris Paul tomorrow, He immediately checks off these boxes of things that we think Dallas needs. We think they need another playmaker, another guy that can handle the ball, that can run the offense next to Luca to give Luca a break, to let Luca play off the ball sometimes. We also think they need a vet, a vet that can be a part of the rotation. Not we love JJ Barea, but JJ Barea, you know, was sitting at the end of the bench. We love Courtney Lee, but Courtney Lee didn't get to play very much. So we want a vet to be a part of not just the team, but. In the rotation too, and Chris Paul would bring that. So, I I think that would that's the two main things because when you look at Chris Paul to where you know what was that a year and a half two years ago it would, he he just finished that second year in Houston it looked like man he was borderline to the W word the washed category and we're like <laughs> is he getting there you know is he there I mean for in like Houston attached draft picks to him. So swapping for Westbrook, who like we were everybody was kind of like iffy on at that time anyway, too. So, and then he goes to OKC and kind of revitalizes his career. And we've seen what he meant to that OKC team. And man, I mean, the OKC team won more games than we could ever imagine that they would win this year, and they did well in the playoffs and everything. And you so you couldn't help to think of okay, man, what if somebody went and got Chris Paul from that Thunder team? You know, basically for free because he makes so much money. And it's like if a Dallas team this year, and I, I'll just ask you: If Dallas had Chris Paul this year, on this uh, on this current team in the bubble on their team, how what what would change for Dallas? Because I, I almost want to say they would be in the Western Commerce Finals.
0: Oh, see, this question is so there's so many facets and tiers to it. Because if Chris Paul was on the team, do they win more regular season games? we look at the Thunder and if you look at the Thunder's roster, yeah, they would absolutely win more games because the Thunder won more games in the regular season and they were a higher seed than the Mavericks even were. And if you take Chris Paul off, if you take Chris Paul out of the picture, compare the Rock, compare the Mavericks and the Thunder. Mavericks have more talent, I think, right? Definitely with with Luca Porzingis obviously being the top two and then the rest, maybe, you know, whoever with the Thunder and then there's a couple Mavericks in there probably, but... Lou Dort! <laughs> Lou Dort rising up. But if you just look at the playoffs and say that the the matchups would be the same, the Clippers and then you go to um, you know, after that I guess it would be the Nuggets. I think they they would have beat the the Clippers right? I think that having that kind of veteran presence, that other guy to hit a shot, I think it's it's a good question. I think we need to dive in a little bit more. So coming up, we're going to get into what Chris Paul would have brought to the Mavericks if he would have been traded before and what he could bring if the Mavericks trade for him next season. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. RockAuto.com wants to do a couple things for you. RockAuto.com wants to provide all the parts your car will ever need. That's their slogan. That's what they say. Every single line, I feel like, in this ad read is all the parts your car will ever need. So they want to bring you all the all those parts, and they want to give it to you in with affordable prices and prices that you can compare with all the different kinds of makes and models. So you just put in your car. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Put in the make, the model, the year, all that. Get through all that See what's available for your car. See the prices out in front of you. You can pick them from the comfort of your home. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go to a brick-and-mortar store. You don't have to navigate all that stuff. They have everything that you could possibly want from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. A few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you want to spend up to twice as much at brick-and-mortar stores, at dealerships, at whoever's going to fix your car? Buy the part yourself. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write in locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's revisit the question. What if Chris Paul was traded? Let's say Chris Paul was on the Mavericks this year. I think they would have beat the Clippers. I feel like every every hypothetical we go back to is like, oh yeah, they would have beat they would have beat the Clippers, right? (laughs) We're kind of feeling that that was that was coming. We get the hindsight of that question, and then. Chris Paul would have added a couple of things. You mentioned it earlier. He adds the secondary playmaker. We saw what Trey Burke added to the Mavericks, where he's that secondary playmaker, a guy that can also get his own shot, a guy that added some speed, added some, you know, a little bit of a playmaker to the starting lineup, and they they added him to the starting lineup, even though they just picked him off, off the street, basically, before they went to the bubble. He adds that secondary playmaker at such a high level, like way higher level than what the Mavericks had on the roster, besides Luka. It adds... Another defender as well. We got to add that into it. Trey Burke did admirable. You know, Seth Curry did admirable. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. tried. But you add another guard defender like that, I think that would be huge. Uh, (laughs) Tim Hardaway Jr. did okay. He did okay. (laughs) Tried, I guess, sort of. Yeah, he he did good. In in contrast with all the other things I said about the guards, I feel like I could have been more (laughs) forceful about what Tim Hardaway did. (laughs) Chris Ball also brings a, a leader and a veteran. Uh, he hasn't. He's only been in the conference finals once, which is with the Rockets. But it's still another leader, another vet. He also is kind of a mini enforcer, right? He's kind of that enforcer, more so not necessarily in the physical. So we talked about James Johnson as a trade target yesterday. He's not like that, right? He doesn't bring that kind of enforcing. But he's an enforcer of will, right? Where I feel like LeBron is more like this. He's he's a presence when he's on the court, and Chris Paul is sort of like that when he's on the court. So he enforces in that way, and then. Chris Paul is not talked about enough as like a mid-range shooter that can just get you a, you know a bucket, because last year in the just in the regular season, Chris Paul, fifty-two percent on shots outside of ten feet that were two-point shots, fifty-two percent on those. Those are like the mid to long range you know two-point shots. He was the best in shooting ten to fifteen feet at a minimum minimum of two attempts per game. The best field goal percentage in the NBA. He was the fourth best field goal percentage in shots from 15 to 19 feet with a minimum of two shots per game. The only guys that were better than him, Chris Middleton, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and Malcolm Brogdon. So he's he's destroying in that mid-range. Um, and he can, he can really add a level to the Mavericks offense that they kind of didn't really have, which is amazing considering how good the Mavericks offense was. But he adds all those things. It's all the things that we... He said that the Mavericks need basically besides a wing defender, he's like another guard defender, but not necessarily a wing defender. So he adds all those other things, basically the whole wish list that the, you know, we put together for the Mavericks this off season.
1: Yeah, and and the thing I'd add to to all those stats, where the Thunder was literally the best clutch team in the league, and that <laughs> yeah. had a lot to do with Chris Paul being on this team. One of the worst clutch teams in the league. uh, your very own Dallas Mavericks. And so if Chris Paul was on this team, they, I, I want to believe that they would be a little bit better in the clutch with that. And so something else to think to where, you know, saying what if Chris Paul was on this team this year, or what if they trade for him next year is you're basically swapping him out for, for Tim Hardaway jr. Because if they traded for him last year, Tim Hardaway would have had to be in the deal. If for some reason, if they go into this off season and say, Hey, we're going to try to trade for Chris Paul. Tim Hardway's expiring contract of around $19 million would have to be in the deal to match up to his $41 million guaranteed money hey. for next season. So, that so I think that that alone you have to look at and say, what what is the difference in the starting units when you swap out Chris Paul for Tim Hardway Jr.? And what, you know, how does the offense look any different when you swap those two players out? Now, if Dallas did entertain a trade for him this offseason, it would have to be Tim. And then you're looking at a couple more guys. It it would probably have to be DeLon Wright, which that would be a natural kind of, you know piece of the package because, you know, you know OKC is losing a guard in there. They get DeLon Wright back. And then you're looking at one of probably either Maxi or Dwight Powell. Maxi would probably have to be in the deal, probably one of one or both of the draft picks this year, 18 and 31. So if you're looking at it for, for a Dallas, you know, sake, and it's Tim Hardaway, Maxi, DeLon Wright, and let's just say, you know, pick 31 for Chris Paul, you know, you're losing some depth with that, but you are getting that Chris Paul, the the playmaker, the vet and all of that in a starting starting unit. I think you would miss the outside shooting of, of Tim Hardaway. I think that would be the the biggest, uh, I would say, I guess, difference in swapping out Tim for Chris Paul. But
0: see, with that question, though, is we have a big question coming up is. Is Tim Hardaway Jr. going to be able to replicate his season last year? Because if that's a flash in the pan type season, right? We haven't, that's the best Tim Hardaway's ever shot in the NBA, ever, like ever shot. Chris Paul, at least, is a solid three point shooter. We've seen it over a really long career. And he's, you know, really good in the mid range, good from the free throw. And so all that together makes me more confident that Chris Paul would be elite, would replace him to, you know, a good degree, right? And uh, another thing I want to mention about Chris Pauls is he's not like this guy that comes in this Westbrook type that just demands a bunch of sh- bunch of shots either. He was, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up again just to make sure that it was right. He was fourth on the Thunder in field goal attempts per game this year. Fourth. And it's not like he wasn't playing any minutes. Schroeder, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Danilo Gallinari all took more shots than him this year. And so he spreads it around. He allowed Shea Gilgis-Alexander to be, you know, that next guy. He allowed Dennis Schroeder. He played with Dennis Schroeder a lot this year, too, so he can play with another ball handler on the court. There's just so many. This season changed my opinion of Chris Paul so much because we saw him as this, this guy that kind of bogged down you know, the offense, it seemed like, or not bogged down the offense, but bogged down the, like, almost the morale of a team, right? Like, in the Clippers, we saw him kind of do that. And then the Rockets again, but it might not be Chris Paul's fault, right? Like, we may have been yeah. pointing the finger at the wrong person. And so the fact that he was able to go into to OKC, become this leader type guy, and to really bring these guys along was, was a huge testament to, you know, m- maybe a change in Chris Paul, but maybe it's, you know, us covering him in the wrong way.
1: Well, I think it's him accepting where he's at in his career, too. I mean, it's kind of like what we, um, whether it's fair or not, kind of blamed Carmelo for as he entered into this, you know, stage of his career. Like, hey, Carmelo thought he was still a star and he wanted these certain shots and all this different stuff. And it's like, then it was, is a team ever going to sign him? Chris Paul, even though he's still under contract for a lot of money. It, you know, that Houston situation soured, and then he went to OKC, and everybody thought that he was just going to get bought out or traded again or whatever's going to happen. Like, he won't stay on the Thunder. They'll trade him somewhere else. And the fact that he stayed there for this OKC team that was projected to be one of the worst teams in the Western Conference, and not only make the playoffs, but it seemed like all of the young guys loved him. It seemed like he was a leader on that team. Like you, it changed my whole perspective of him. And so when I say... I guess we can start to get into why we wouldn't do a you know, type of deal. Why I say I wouldn't trade for him? It's purely yeah. a financial thing. It, it's if it wasn't a if it wasn't guarantee money or if this this coming up season a twenty uh, was it? I guess twenty twenty seasons man twenty
0: twenty 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 one is the next season basically. What? Yes. This is this I, season might be wait, no. just the twenty no, twenty season right?
1: Yes. It, it because it be. won't have because it won't have twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's the 2020 2021 season this no but it up might season. not have
0: 2021 if it starts it starts in it would just it's be just 2021 the 2020 season. season no the 2021 season That's because true. it would start would it start so in january confused. february right okay the next season is the 2021 season because it starts in january yes. or february and it might end in like you know October. No more dashes anymore. No more dashes, that'd be wild. If the
1: 2021 season was his (laughs) expiring contract year, I would say go for it. Let's do it. Because I think on paper and basketball wise, he would be an ideal fit for this Dallas team exactly what they look for. It's just money. It makes it Yeah, not worth it for me.
0: Yeah, it's a short-term deal, and I know we just talked glowingly about Chris Paul and all the reasons why we would do it, but coming up, let's get into why we wouldn't do it and then how realistic it would be looking at the teams that could make a trade for Chris Paul and that could potentially, you know, get him away from the thunder at this point. So let's talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Built Bar is an incredible bar, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, comes in incredible delicious flavors, 18 delicious flavors, some of our favorite, mint brownie, Oh, that's a good one, I love milk brownie. The peanut butter brownie, the double chocolate, the orange I actually like, a little bit of orange, the chocolate, I kinda like that combination, not a lot of people do, but the bars are incredibly healthy, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. They have uh, the cookies and cream one, the new flavor, has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 4 grams of sugar in a bar that has 100% chocolate. I feel like I say that every time because it's surprising to me every time. 4 grams of net carbs is incredible for a keto diet as well. Those are the things you want to look at, maybe more so than calories, right? You want to look at those carbs, and so low carbs is huge. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code locked on, You'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk a little bit more about why we wouldn't do a deal like this. We we talked so glowingly about Chris Paul, how good he would fit, how great it would be to have Chris Paul. And so now we're kind of throwing the wet blanket over it. We mentioned you mentioned financial reasons. So the whole thing with Chris Paul is forty one point three million dollars for the twenty twenty one for the twenty twenty one season, right? (laughs) The the next one coming up. That's huge, and then a forty four point two million dollar player option. For 2022 season. That is the year when Giannis is going to be available, when Kawhi and Paul George could be available, when Victor Oladipo is going to be available on, you know, in free agency. A lot of these guys are going to be available. The Mavericks are going to have probably their one huge big shot to add a third guy to Porzingis and Luca with Luca still on his rookie deal. Because after that season, you're starting to talk about Luca as a restricted free agent. Then Luca's going to be on a max deal, Porzingis on a max deal. And it's just hard to try and add a third guy when it's like that, unless you just completely clear the deck. So this is the one big shot. And if it was an expiring deal, I think we would be the the front of the train saying, bring Chris Paul to Dallas, like do that move tomorrow. Right. It's just that second year, that player option that there's no way he's going to turn down. Right. I mean, he's the one that lobbied for this, you know, bigger deal for players that are aging. Right. And so $44.2 million, there's no way he's going to turn that down. And so if he picks that up, It really hampers what the Mavericks can do. Now, you can look at that deal and say, okay, but if you combine what Luke is making, which is like eight or nine million, and then what Chris Paul is making and split it, then you're like, oh, okay, you know, you you can make sense of that, right? It's like 25 million each or something. But yeah, I I just don't think that you can make sense of it. And we want to add a third star that's going to be on this team a little bit longer than two years, right? This is a very short-sighted deal if you decided to do something like this, even though he would bring all the benefits we just said.
1: Yeah, that that's the biggest thing. I mean, that that player option, it almost has to be viewed as guaranteed money because Chris Paul will be 36, like you said, I mean, he's the president of the Players Association, which that we didn't mention that while ago that if he did find his way to Dallas, him and Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell has played a very integral role and um he is a future future guy that will be high up in the Players Association. So, Dwight Powell, Chris Paul, I mean, You'd have how much good could you do da- in the NBA? Yeah, da- yeah, Dallas basically. But anyway, going back to why this you know wouldn't happen is that forty-four million instantly cuts in, instantly eliminates your chances. What what? However, you want to say that you think Dallas can get Giannis or not, it just eliminates your chances at getting him at all. And because if you add Chris Paul into that, right now you're looking at and let's just say the deal is what I said it was going to be. Let's just say it was Tim Hardaway. Delon Wright which is due 9 million dollars that you know that year. Uh, let's say Maxie's in that deal which is due around 8 million dollars that year. And just adding Chris Paul, I mean you're right at 110 million dollars guaranteed right there. So, I mean there's there's hardly that's any it. room that, to that's even That's a cap uh, yeah. next year. Yeah, that's that's the cap next year. And then when you even build on top of that you know he played seventy games in OKC last year. He stayed relatively healthy, which is you know is great and all of that. The two years in Houston, he played fifty eight games. We know the injury history in the playoffs there when he was with Houston. And then if he's if he was in Dallas, combine that kind of injury history at thirty six, making forty four million with Kristaps Porzingis, who we think will probably be on some. They're going to try to manage those minutes somehow going forward. You're looking at Porzingis and Chris Paul combining for $75 million. (laughs) So just those two players would be combining for $75 million, and there would be a good chance that both of those players would be on some type of minute restriction slash load management and all of that. So another reason why you probably wouldn't want to do that deal for Chris Paul.
0: Yeah, to have both those guys there making 70% of your salary cap Right. Even with some of these cost controlled guys that you'd have to give up. That's three rotation players. Basically, you'd have to give up in the deal just to make the salaries work. So it's not like this is a free deal where you can just get this guy for nothing. Uh, I want to move on to what a potential Chris Paul trade could look like, which teams are actually interested in Chris Paul. Right. Or could be interested in Chris Paul. Uh, One executive told Mark Berman of the New York Post that Chris Paul is 35. He wants to win. That's like his only thing right now is that he wants to win, which not surprising, right? He wants to go win somewhere. Um, so I started looking at the team, like some of the best teams in the NBA, some of the teams that were playoff teams and then the, like the Warriors that were going to be playoff teams. Here are teams that I don't think are going to be interested at all, right? And tell me if you disagree with any of these. Lakers, Clippers, Heat, Raptors, Celtics, Warriors, Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz, Rockets? No, just kidding. <laughs> Nuggets, Jazz, Blazers, Pacers. I don't think any of those teams are interested or could even be interested in Chris Paul, just roster-wise.
1: Yeah. Um, one, I just want to say with the Clippers, you just never know. I mean, we don't know what the Clippers are going to do. So I'll, I will say that. I mean, some of the things you read about the Clippers was that Doc Rivers and them wanted a point guard you know, to kind of run the show for them. They never really got that point guard. <laughs> yeah. and Yeah. He's gone and stuff. So, um, yeah, I I will say, I don't know what their roster is going to look like next year. Does, you know, I guess Utah just runs it back with what they have. If they, Conley, you know, if they try to
0: Conley, similar situation. He's got like a $34 million player option. He's picking that up. So unless they decide to trade Conley and he made one of the biggest shots of their season this year,
1: yeah, but but that's that's kind of the situation. They have the contract there. You know, Utah, win now team. They want to win now. If they're looking at it and saying, hey, Chris Paul would be an upgrade over Mike Conley. We're not a free agent destination, so it's not like... Because that's the thing. When you're looking at Chris Paul situations, you know, you're marking off the heat. And, you know, a lot of people, including ourselves, are marking off Dallas because... Once you trade for Chris Paul, you're pretty much eliminating yourself from that in your free agent class if you're honest all those guys. You're punting on 2021 yes, so, free agency. <laughs> so you kind of you gotta find this unique situation to where you're a team that really don't care because you don't think you're gonna have a shot at any of those guys in that 2021 class. But if you also want to set which I don't we don't even know if they're going to want to satisfy Chris Paul's de- you know not really demand but like want to win because like the Knicks would be an ideal fit for him yeah. but they're not they're going to suck. But it's just finding a team that wants to win but also is trying to you know that that wants to keep that window open for that free agent class that that's that's hard to do. So but yeah, uh what what's a playoff team that you didn't
0: mention in that list that you could see as a as a possibility? So Three teams I mentioned, the teams that could and would be interested. Uh, I didn't mention the Mavericks because we already went over all that. Um, but the Knicks are, are a team that I mentioned as being interested. They're not a playoff team; he's not going to win there. But I was they're saying, prob- What playoff teams? Yeah. You- <laughs> they're probably going to be interested. I mean, it, isn't it that crazy that with Chris Paul, the Knicks could be a playoff team? No. Yes, that's crazy. Their roster is horrible. No, I, not that far off from the. Play- I mean, the playoffs. And the, the Nets made the playoffs in the in the East this year. Anyway. Bucks and Sixers. Those are the only two teams I could come up with that can maybe, you know, potentially go that direction.
1: I'll I'll add I'll add Phoenix to that too. And not saying that they're locked in for the playoffs, but we've seen what they did in the bubble. I think they could piece some contracts together with Rubio and some of those guys to, you know, get a Chris Paul, pair him with Booker and and some of these guys, and say, hey, we could form a better version, maybe of OKC. They could talk themselves into that. It's not like they're going to land some big free agent star in that class either way, too. So I can see Phoenix taking a swing at it, but Philly's the one. If Philly, Philly has the bigger contracts, they're a win now situation. He's played with Doc before. If they go out and say, Hey, we want to give Ben Simmons and Embiid a shot. We want to give them another shot with Doc, which I think they should split it up, but whatever. But let's, let's attach some assets if we have to, to one of our bigger, you know, contracts and swap them out for Chris Paul and see if Chris Paul, Ben Simmons and Embiid could work in the playoffs. I think that's the, that's the route. I I think the, Logical. I don't even say panic move for Milwaukee, but yeah. I mean the Milwaukee deal, everybody knows the Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, DiVincenzo, like, you know, piecing those pieces together to get Chris Paul. Uh, if that's the best that you can do, go do it. I'm not opposed to that. Sure. Why not? I think they will be better with Chris Paul. I just don't know if that gets you to the finals.
0: Yeah. Those are the only two teams I could really come up with. I think the Sixers is more likely. It's the one that kind of makes more sense, but there you go, guys. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, if you're listening to them for the first time on WFA, we appreciate you jumping in with us this is our first time doing this so hopefully it went well Uh, and guys we uh, you can listen to the podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher all the different podcast platforms please subscribe if you want to get a question answered at the beginning of the podcast leave a 5 star Apple Podcast review. Guys thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out! Boom. Chris,
1: what have you seen from looking in year two from his rookie year? Um, just uh, confidence in the pace that he plays with. Um, it's funny, a lot of people forget he's been a pro, you know, overseas. So the game, you know, they usually say that the game slows down for you, but it's already slow for him. <laughs> you know I mean? He knows the reads. He knows everything so.
0: So you think the MVP is warranted,
1: the MVP conversation is warranted for him? Absolutely, absolutely, and the, I think the coolest thing to do to see whenever you see a really good player is you see how their teammates are around him, you know what I mean, and you see he got the respect from his teammates, so
0: they want to give him the ball, they want to screen for him, and they like playing with him, so that's bigger than the numbers.